Today, we're going to talk about how to coach out of love and not fear with David Hensel. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Hey, Paul. How are you, my friend? I'm great. How are you today? I am doing terrific. I cannot complain. It sounds like you have another great conversation with another mm-hmm. worldwide coach. And this time Absolutely. it's David Hensel. David Hensel, he has a company called UpCoach. He really, it's a product that helps coaches manage their coaching business more effectively. When he and I were talking about this and putting this together, he just had this concept of coaching out of love, not in fear. And I think that's so important with organizations. Sometimes managers will work with employees. They see them kind of stubbing their toe or making a misstep and they coach out of fear rather than out of love go, you know, I want this person to be successful. I want this person to go forward. And I just think that's such an important concept. And so often in management, I know the the concept of love sounds so Mm hoity-toity, but I was just reading a book recently about the great coach from UCLA, John Wooden. He had, as you know, his pyramid of success. He told his players at one of his retirement parties, he said, I made a a mistake with the pyramid of success. And he says, I didn't put love in the pyramid Mm -hmm. of success. And so I know some people say, well, love sounds so hoity-toity, but if John Wooden, who won 11 NCAA Division I National Basketball Championships in about 20 years at UCLA and coached some of the most legendary players ever, said love is important, love's important. So I think it's just really critical that you have that concept, that mindset and David Hensel does a great job explaining it and talking about why it's so important in the coaching relationship. Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation because you found through your years of consulting, of training, that coaching is the best way to make an organization reach its potential. And Mm -hmm. maybe this is the key, what David has found out, how to make that coaching opportunity even better. Absolutely. You You can tell people a lot of things about shortcomings or blind spots or reveal those blind spots. If they know you're coming from a spot that you they know with absolute certainty, you want to see them get better, that you want to see them get succeed. And you're only saying it out of a sense of love. And so when that happens, that's powerful, powerful stuff. Well, let's go to your conversation with David Hensel from UpCoach. Today, we're going to talk about coaching out of love. David, welcome to Coaching for Potential. Thank you very much for having me. David, it is great to have you here. We talked earlier in preparation for this and the concept of coaching out of love, and I love the idea, your mindset, your thought, your focus on coaching out of love. Yeah, let me tell you the backstory and how I came up with the, the love and fear concept. Okay. I'm a recovering introvert. I used to be very introverted and this was really, I felt this was holding me back, especially as an entrepreneur, but also in life. Mm-hmm. And after I moved from Germany to the US, I co-founded a business there called MaxCDN, which we sold a few years ago. You know, I really felt that this introvertness was, was yeah, holding me back. And so I really want to get rid of it. And I did Toastmasters twice a week. It's uh, their clubs all over the US, all, all over the world where you can go and learn how to public speak. I did this twice a week. Mm-hmm. This helped. And then I went to um, networking events twice a week mm. and I went to a lot of them and I just talked to everybody and their mom until I was like really <laughs> from exposure therapy I guess I was like over it didn't bother me talking to, to anybody okay. anymore but the real switch in my mind came when my yoga teacher said every decision in life you either make out of love or out of fear and this was something that I uh, always knew deep down inside it was just was not conscious and now that I, she gave me these these words I turned this into my mantra and I did my best to do every decision of love and not fear 
for example, selling. You know, I used to hate selling with a passion because, you know, I always felt like a sleazy car salesman pushing something down somebody else's throat. And, sure. you know, now if I if I sell of love, I know that this is a really good product and that you need this product and that this product will help you to do X, Y, Z better to, you know, in, in your business or in your life or, you know, be even pushy. Say like, hey, Rory, please buy this. It's going to be awesome for you. And versus if I'm selling out of fear, I only sell because I have to hit my numbers. I have to pay my mortgage, et cetera. And also you'll, you'll feel this. Mm -hmm. right or public speaking or being on podcasts i would have preferred to shoot myself in the face versus standing on stage speaking in front of a bunch of people sure yeah, i was even uncomfortable on conference calls in the beginning i always thought you know being on stage like do people think i'm an idiot do people think i have a weird german accent do people think i look weird whatever you know, like all these doubts and kind of fear that creeps in you know then then you're acting out of fear but if you act out of love and you think about okay what i have to say here can potentially help these people do their business better live their life better whatever it is and then mm -hmm. it i can give a great presentation it just flows out also because i make it about about the other person not about me right same with like sitting next to somebody in on an airplane talking to this person you know it's like always like eh, do they want to talk or not but it's just like okay let's see there's another person let's see if i can provide value to them and then not just 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 open up the conversation i made really good friends right that way you know or my wife and i kind of just transcends through everything that i'm doing for example in in our home life my wife always asks me to do stuff around the house like something in the garden or hang something up or build some put some furniture together and i hate these tasks with a passion it's just not my thing right i prefer to prepare my taxes right? legal work you know it's, it's really not my thing and i always did these things out of fear because you know i didn't want to have conflict with her and i this is why i did them and then i hated the process of doing the work and then the result was not up to her spec and then we had a fight afterwards and so nobody was winning and right. now that i have this concept of love and fear i still start off here because i don't really like it but then i switched to love because i want to make her happy and i want to make our place nicer and all of a sudden it flows or another really good example is my assistant at maxidn we grew very fast and we had um we had a problem because we grew so fast that our internal communication was off so we we're really struggling with this and mm -hmm. i thought okay an internal newsletter would be an awesome thing would kind of solve this problem and I ask her please go to each department head figure out what i have to say put in the newsletter send out Monday 4 p.m. these things go out and every time she gave me the draft I had to correct a bunch of stuff it was never good and I was like I come to my office sit down um, I think you're doing this task out of fear and not out of love and she looked at me like what do you want from me and I told explained that if you do it out of love she'd do her best to really understand what they have to say she'd even understand what our CTO has to say even though she was not very technical and she'd write this in a way that everybody gets the most value out of it and even enjoys reading it funny mm -hmm. or kind of make cool for people then you'd act out of love but if you're doing it the only reason you're doing it is David said this thing has to go out at 4 p.m. Right. And this, you know, this is your motivation behind this. And this clicked with her and I never had to correct anything. At the end, we even had like a super cool video newsletter that you kind of, you know, film people and cut it together. So it was really amazing. I, I love that concept because you brought her in and I loved how you analogized or said, you know, she looked at you like, like a deer in the headlights. Like, what do you mean? Doing this out of love versus fear. But also you coached her out of love versus fear rather than a lot of managers will be afraid of the pushback or things like that. But if they really let them know, I have care and concern for you. I mean, people in the business world, they shy away from the word love a little bit. But if you truly show that person you care and concern for them and you want to see them succeed and you want to see them get better, and I'm doing this out of a sense of love for you rather than a sense of fear of what our conversation is going to be, it really changes the whole dynamic. That's what I'm really hearing you say. Yes, absolutely. And this is also with every with every direct report to me, I always establish this deep trust that I have 
his or her best interest at heart. You know, I want them to succeed. I want them to grow. I want them to, you know, they can stand the limelight and, and shine. You know, I'll just like, I'm the janitor in the background, just kind of removes roadblocks for them so, so they can do what they're supposed to and what they want to do. And usually I have to have this conversation when I criticize them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm German. I like, I like being, I like to be very direct. Uh-huh. And of course, you know, German efficiency, I guess. And so when I cr- <laughs> the German train schedule, just everything's yes, right on time. Yes. <laughs> so when I criticize them, and then then they find excuses or, or pushing back, you know, then I always give them the the, the 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 talk, like, hey, I'm doing this for you. I want you to grow. I want you to be a rock star. I'm not doing this because I had a bad day or something like this. Did I criticize you? You know, I'm doing this because I want you to grow. Mm-hmm. And usually you have to do this like three or four times until it really sinks in. And you know, of course, you have to do other stuff that they really see that you care. You know, that's right. not that's not about me. It's 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 about them. You know, can I? Can right. I, and once this is established, you turn them into you allow them to really grow, and they they really have you back, and they're like they'll crush it if you empower people like this. I I love the concept, coach out of love rather than fear. And and I loved your concept of recovering introvert. So I'm going to ask you a little bit about that. And I know that's a little bit off topic, but I think it's so important because introverts think to reach clarity. Extroverts talk to reach clarity. Introverts recharge alone. Extroverts recharge with others. So when you went to Toastmasters and you went to the various meetings, you were probably walked out of there feeling tired and fatigued because you're pushing against your personality type. Did that what you felt? Actually, I think I'm more of an ambivert. I can be okay. both, and okay. I was just held back by insecurity and fear. This is okay. Like, so. so you, you, I, 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 I can get rich if I have good conversations with smart people. Also, if I go to a conference, I can get energized from this. Mm. That's no problem. But I can also be be alone and just like sit here at my computer and work or read a book, and I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I live in both worlds, but recovering internet's just <laughs> <laughs> sounds nice, I guess, and kind of brings a, uh, across the point for most people. Yeah, no, I, I love the concept. I love the concept, and so. Tell me other stories or situations you've helped people where you've coached out of a sense of love rather than fear and where you've helped see the world out of a sense of love rather than fear. Uh, kind of give me your, your thoughts on that. I mean, in terms of coaching people, I mean, I'm not only coaching out of love versus fear. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's like kind of always acting out of, out of love or um, Helps. For example, with my business partner now with uh, with UpCoach, it's, it's Todd Herman. He's the author of the book called The Alter Ego Effect. He's a very well-known coach in the United States. And I just met him at an entrepreneur dinner and we just like, you know, we had, had this dinner together and then we hung out a little bit afterwards. And But I didn't have a tight connection with him. And we built UpCoach and I thought, um, you know, I want to... I'm not a coach by trade, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and, you know, I've been coaching, mentoring people that have been reporting to me or friends or other, other business partners, other um, yeah, business partners or, mm-hmm. or other entrepreneurs, but I'm not a coach by trade. So I want to get feedback from an actual coach. So I thought, okay, who can I ask? I say, let's, let's ask Todd. Uh, and I was like really hesitating to reach out to him because like, we built the software and I thought he's just going to think uh, I'm pitching him. I want to sell him something. I almost didn't send it out of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he posted something talking about this mastermind that he's doing where it's like we really solved this pain point with the software and I thought okay whatever let's let's just let's just write him and record the video sent to him and he was blown away by the software he said like 
dude, that's amazing. I want to invest. I want to be part of this. Let's grow this together. And now wow. he became a business partner. You know, so mm -hmm. it's like all good things happen when you just put yourself out there and don't don't hold back. Don't be frozen by fear. This is uh, one of my favorite books. Actually, one of the books that had the biggest impact in my life is called Outwitting the Devil mm -hmm. by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this book, he interviews the devil, asking the devil, what does the devil do to hold us back and make us not reach our goal? And what kind of tools he has? And the main tool of the devil is fear to make us not ask for the promotion, not ask the girl out, not start the business, mm -hmm. not ask somebody if they want to give you feedback for the software, etc. And in terms of coaching people, if a few coaching questions, since you're big on coaching questions, um, sure. in, in my one-on-ones with people, I always ask three questions. Mm -hmm. The first one is what's going really great right now. The second one is what's um, draining you, what's, what's holding you back. And the third one, how do you rate your performance from zero to 10? These are, I found, are really good questions to kind of tickle out the topics that you want to talk about with this person. Often these topics are not top of mind, but with these questions, you can kind of excavate mm -hmm. the things that are really going on. And then let me ask you this. So you ask them, what's going great? What's draining you right now? And then on a mm -hmm. scale of one to 10, rate your performance. What if they rate themselves a 10 and you rate them maybe a six? Do you follow up and talk about the gap? Of course, of course. Then it's like, you know, I, I don't see it that way, you know, because of X, Y, Z. And then we have a healthy conversation that, that we also, you know, really on, on the same page. Mm -hmm. So it's also a really, really big problem in, in business that you explain something to somebody you think they understood it. What's in your head is, is in their head as well. And mm -hmm. once I had this intern and I told him, like I talked to him for 45 minutes telling him that if he continues XYZ behavior, then we can't work together anymore. And I have right. to let him go. Right. Without saying the words, I will freaking fire you. You know. And, and after this 45 <laughs> minutes, he was still like in such a good mood and looked at me and I said like, okay, to wrap this up, if XYZ doesn't change, I'll have to fire you. And he goes like, what? What? Are you serious? You know, so it's like, it's really good when you have some some tips and tricks how to get on the same page and to really understand that you're on the same page with people. Right. And then, and what you're really saying is that sometimes you just got to come out and say it to people. They just, you can have a conversation and be polite and be nice and try to get them to become aware. But sometimes you just have to actually tell them if this behavior continues, it isn't going to work. And that's one of the questions I love to ask myself personally, but I also ask to love you know, ask, I love to ask other people. And that's the question, will this behavior get you what you want? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's a great question for everything that we do on a daily basis. And it talks about your fear. Will having the fear get you what you want? No, it won't. There's just absolutely no way that it will do that. But if you do it out of love and you do it from a sense of attraction and move you forward, you can truly do remarkable and amazing things. And that's just such a powerful concept and a powerful idea. I have another another one. Um, sure. Before, in terms of coaching people of, out of love and not fear, an example. For example, when somebody is, let's say somebody's late for meetings all the time, you know, mm -hmm. then I would never be emotional, yell at this person, etc. I'd never do this, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd be, my mother always said, be hard in the case, but soft with the person. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell them like, you know, if XYZ behavior continues, you know, it's bad because X, Y, Z, give them some, some reasons. I will have to let you go. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, it's like, really, there's like no negotiation, like, you know, that you continue being late, it's like, doesn't fly, you know, right. but I'm still very nice with the person and I even like supportive can help you somehow, but it's just like, it's, it's, it's hard facts. And, and in terms of being emotional with people or yelling at people, my, my father always said, if you have to yell, your argument is too weak. You know? so, <laughs> That's in, a great in, point. In our household, when we had a fight, we were talking like this. You know, there was never any like emotional 
yeah so this is something also I, i'm grateful i got this from from my childhood and this has been also very helpful coach people and calm them down and not get emotional and no i think that's really really powerful i actually used to do a um a keynote presentation that I called the power of neutral. The concept is incredible. I used to do an exercise. It would be most people would fall uh, in a it was a listening exercise. And most people, if you listen to them, they feel emotionally engaged and charged up. They feel loved, respect, validated. Uh, but if you don't listen to them, they feel invalidated, disrespected. And so there was an emotional, it was on either end of the emotional spectrum. You know, nobody ever said to me when somebody doesn't listen, they felt neutral. And I did the presentation one, oddly enough, at like four o'clock in the morning. So I was doing three shifts. I said, no one ever feels neutral or no one ever puts themselves in a neutral role. And this guy raises his hands and he goes, I do. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, well, let me tell you, I was divorced. I got remarried. Um, my new wife had her family. So we had this blended family. She had a 21-year-old son who absolutely despised uh, the fact that her and her her husband, her, his father had, had divorced, that this new guy's in his life, and he wouldn't even talk to me. He just, he was rude to me. He didn't even talk to me. And he said, I had a choice. Um, I could, you know, say to her, you know, you've got to talk to him. He's got to be respectful to me, or I have to talk to him and see if that would happen. But he decided rather than do that, he'd just be neutral. He wouldn't, he wouldn't push the young man. He would just choose to be neutral. So at dinners or events or things like that, when he wasn't when he was disrespectful to him or ignored him or didn't say hello or goodbye, um, he didn't let that bother him. Then he said after about six months, uh, the young man came to, you know, flip. He, he understood that, you know, he really cared about his mother. He really loved his mother. He was kind to her. Uh, they became not best buddies, but the relationship changed. And he said that was truly the power of neutral. And that's really what you're talking about here is. We're talking about the power of love, but also the power of neutral. In a leadership role, sometimes we've just got to step back and step aside and recognize that neutral is very powerful. And what you're saying is there, if I'm hearing you correctly, is that containing that emotion is such a powerful concept that you can really transform that relationship by the power of maintaining your control, if I'm hearing you correctly. Yeah, I also, you know, let's say you, one of my aunts did something like that really upset me at some sure. point. And my mother told me like, if you hate this person, you'll give this person too much power over yourself. It's your aunt, you're going to see her at family functions, etc. You can't escape it. And then this will always, always drag you down. And if you hate somebody, it's like drinking poison and hoping that the other person, you know, dies, you know, so it's like completely... It's absurd. Waste. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. absurd, yes. And so kind of just like accepting it that they have a screw loose and like kind of moving on and being neutral when you see them, like not looking for contact, but when you see them like, hey, how are you doing? Everything good? You know, kind of like being being, mm -hmm. being neutral. So I, I, I buy into this concept of, of the neutral oftenness is the, the way to go. Mm -hmm. No, it's an incredibly powerful concept. Coaching out of love rather than fear and then the power of neutral is really a, uh, for coaches and managers is, is not to get upset and to recognize also that people change slowly. They don't change immediately. Uh, just like the young woman that you talked about that you're your assistant, you know, she didn't get to the point where she was doing amazing stuff. It took her time to get to the point where she was doing amazing stuff. It improved immediately, but the amazing stuff came with time when she really reflected thought about new ideas and then really added more content to it. So the newsletter became really powerful. And just also, you know, when, when you coach somebody in, in the business or you, you trust somebody that 
will grow into this role, it will not be overnight. They will have mess ups, you know, you have to correct stuff. It won't be perfect, but if they move into the right direction, then. I, I agree. I, I love that concept, most powerful concepts I've learned, and I learned it almost at 60. It actually, it's an old German saying, uh, too soon, old, too late, smart. That's what I'm going to say about this one. What you mentioned there is success is progress. It's not an event. It's not a final outcome. Success is progress. Um, when you're, and I think this is so important for coaches to recognize too, when you were coaching your assistant, when she made progress, that was success. Now she had the ultimate success when she did really cool videos. That was remarkable. But her success really was, her real success was just success is progress. And I love it's using always that progress. Concept. You know, at, at some point she added, um, you know, jokes to the, at, at the end, etc. It's kind of always got better and better. It's the same thing when you want to get in shape. You don't go to the gym and come out and you're like, oh, it's Schwarzenegger. You, know, you have to put in the work and it's, it's, you know, it's growing over time. Everything is iterative. Yeah, it's a progression over time. I used to uh, work out of the gym and do the stair climber and this guy next to me was just a beast. He could just, and he was actually older than me and he could work it out. And he, <clears throat> and I asked him, I said, you know, how do you do that? And he says, well, it took 20 years to get this good. <laughs> and he was right. I mean, he was a beast. He could outwork me and I was probably 10 years younger than him. Uh, because he had built his body up to the point that he could do some remarkable things. And that's the key with, you know, and that's a great example of success is progress too. So any closing thoughts that you have with regards to coaching out of love rather than fear or living out of love versus fear? I think your emotions are the, the barometer, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like when, when you feel good about something, lean in. If you feel bad about something, stop, take a step back and, and analyze. Like, why do you feel bad about this? What's, you know, can you change your state? Can you change mm -hmm. your viewpoint of, of this thing? And then it it often becomes very easy. Uh, another example for love and fear. At Maxi and the Maxi N days, um, we were back and we were in an office, not remote. And, you know, my, my door was almost like a, a pigeon home like all the time like people in and out people in and out knock knock mm -hmm. knock all the time when i was focusing on something in the door somebody knocked the door i was always like cringe i don't want to lose my thread of thought and then right. somebody comes in they have a question and when i give them um my the feedback for, to the question out of fear because i want i don't want to lose my thread of thought like eh, go away then you know i give uh bad bad advice and also, because it's negative, I can't. I'm flowing back into the flow of 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 of, of work, mm -hmm. and um, you know, if I and I an analyst is about myself now, just like accepting it. Okay, they need help. You know, they're not coming here to disturb me. Accept, and then okay, what do you want? And then getting back, and then I easier flowed back into the the state of flow in, in terms of working. Or a stupid example: when I get my uh, when you have to log in with two-step authentication to an email or bank, etc., and they send you like a six-digit number to your text message, and mm -hmm. then you have to type it in. Right. I always read it and then think when I'm full of fear, I think, oh, I may forget it, I may forget it, then I'll lose it. You know, versus just like looking at it and trusting yourself, you can do this, and then it flows. Mm -hmm. You know, then then I will not forget. Yeah, stupid little examples, but you know, just to illustrate that everything in life can be improved if you act out of love, be positive versus acting out of fear. Yeah, absolutely, I, I love that concept. So your company is upcoach.com. Tell me a little bit about that before we wrap up. So 
Upcoach.com is a coaching platform for the delivery of coaching. It's it's a different approach. Most coaching platforms are for market, the marketing aspect to get more clients in, but we are solely focusing on how to deliver better coaching, how to hold people accountable, how to create in group coaching sessions, how to create this positive peer pressure, and um, you know it's for to run masterminds, group coachings, or one-on-one coachings. And yeah, the, the main focus is on holding people accountable and having transparency. And also for, if you want to scale your coaching program, you can, um, if you have sub coaches that are teaching your, your, your students, um, you can see how well they're doing. If, you know, kind of based on the feedback that people are giving, um, it's, it's, it's an amazing piece of software. You should check it out upcoach.com and you can see a video there on, on how it works. Very good. Excellent. And then how do people uh, get a hold of you if they want more information about upcoach.com or to just, you know, pick your brain about coaching? Um, yeah, you can always go to upcoach.com. Um, you can also email me at dh at davidhensel.com. On davidhensel.com, you also see all my other portfolio companies, but my main focus is on upcoach. And I also have a, a course where I help people to figure out their personal mission, vision, core values, their plan for 90 day, 30 day and one year and also the habits that they need to achieve what they want to achieve. Initially, I built this to teach the leaders in my portfolio companies to be on their A game. Um, and you know, there was more demand. And so now we, we offer it to, to other people. And it's, this is also how UpCoach was born because we needed this software to deliver the coaching, the group coaching better. And I couldn't find anything. And so, you know, kind of. I love it. The mission, vision, values is such an important concept uh, with that. So, David, it has absolutely been my pleasure to have you on the program today, Coaching for Potential. David Hensel with UpCoach.com. Check him out. David, thank you for being on the program. Thank you very much for having me, Rory. My pleasure, my friend. Well, Rory, that was your conversation with David Hensel from UpCoach. Mm -hmm. Coaching from love. Very insightful stuff. He's just got a great perspective, and uh, he was born in Germany and came to the United States and now lives in Turkey, and uh, he's just a, a fascinating guy and just works all the time, but he's just got great insights, and he says, you know, in life, don't do something out of fear, do something out of love, mm-hmm. and I just think that's such a great reason to live your life. So he reinforced that for all of us, I think it's just a great, uh, great perspective. I want to maybe go back and edit this and put uh, All You Need Is Love by the Beatles behind everything that he was saying, because <laughs> that's all I hear is All You Need Is Love, but it really is a concept that... Uh, you know, in business, we don't think about, but that's really, I mean, we love our work. We love our coworkers right. and, and the things that we do is out of love anyway. So it's a really great concept and a, a good message. Yeah. If I could, if I could get a little, all you need is love. Do, 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 do. Um, I, I think that would be, that would be a really fun thing to add into it. So I love that. If people would love to get a hold of you, Rory, mm-hmm. how can they get a hold of you? Yep, there's a couple of ways they can get a hold of me, RoyRoland.com. They can also get a hold of me at coachingmanager.university. And actually, if they send me an email, I will send them a free version of Coaching Manager University. We've got a number nice. of people who have completed it, and I'll actually give you a certificate of completion to show that you are a coach yeah. and you've gone through an entire training program to be a great coach. And so we'll do that for folks that to send me an email, but only one per episode, please. Mm-hmm. Good. And also make sure you can rate us 
in Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate that. We'd appreciate any comments, some feedback, because mm-hmm. we are also we we want your coaching. Now that you listen to this mm-hmm. and you know how to coach, coach us. We'd Absolutely, like <laughs> give us some feedback or give me some people you'd like me have me on the program. I'd love to have new guests, or if you've got guests you would have on the program, I'd love to do that. So that sounds great. Okay. Well, we'll see you next time, Rory. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRoland.com.